Hello and welcome to the highlights episode of the Bikes and Bulldust podcast with Todd and Jed. In this episode, we're joined by veteran Australian off-road racer, Josh Green. I know we did a short episode there a few weeks ago on the Dome. We had a quick five or ten minute wrap up, you and I, Jed, and then we sat down with Scott Fisher for a pretty cool interview. Um, Go back and check it out, guys, if you haven't, you know, it's pretty interesting. Well, I thought it was anyway. Um, since then, though, I've had a bunch of questions, people ringing me, texting me, guys at work, asking me, you know, a whole heap of different things about the Dome. So I thought we might spend a little bit more time on it today and answer some of those questions. But before we get into that, the trip down to the Dome. So a couple of weeks before the Dome, I was made the executive decision. I hated the boots. Not I hated, but didn't like the boots I had. I broke both my ankles a couple of years ago and... My feet aren't what they were. I don't have the same amount of strength and feeling, so nothing against the boots, but the SG12 Gurneys weren't for me. So I had a set of boots due to be delivered, took a couple of weeks, and just nothing showed up. So on the day that we were going to the Dome, we rang every single dealership in between Newcastle and the Hunter Valley and the other side of Sydney. Not one dealership had a pair of Tech 10s, Alpine Star Tech 10s in stock in any size. Oh, a few had a few odd sizes, but... Nothing that I wanted. So we did find one set at uh, in Parramatta there. So we went and picked them up at AMX Warehouse, which fortunately for that. So anyway, that's how we ended up at the Dome a little bit late. And you missed your ride. And I missed my ride. So come to Discover, guys. You've got to be on there uh, at the Dome on time for your ride. Because if you're not there on time, they're not letting you in the airlock. Well, you've got to be geared up, ready to go, swiping at the old buddy standing there with the iPad, swiping your wristband. 10, 15 minutes to go into that air locker before your ride. You have to be ready to go. Yeah, so don't go like swanning around Sydney trying to find a pair of boots like I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so some of the questions that we got thrown at us, uh, lighting inside the dome is one of the ones I got thrown at me. Is it dark? Is it light? Can you see? It looks dark in some photos. Yeah, I didn't know if people were serious about that. Like I, I got asked that as well and I think I forgot the reply to someone about it because I didn't know if he was serious or mucking around. But remember the first one we went into, like we were running that late. Like I was, I was like, oh yeah, I'll set my goggles up when I get down there, you know. And we got got there late. I could get him for mine, but you missed your ride. And I went out with a blue lens because that's that's the only set of goggles I had set up ready to go. All my other lenses were pulled out, and uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah, look, I thought it was okay. I didn't have a problem with the light. In hindsight. Yeah, look, it wasn't the brightest. It wasn't like you're out riding at one o'clock in the day at some track outside. Probably, I guess, maybe could be brighter. But, like, if you think about the stadium crosses and even some of the super crosses that we've ridden, they were darker than that, like much darker. That's it. And, you know, yeah. like with those events, you have lights in funny spots. So you might have yeah, the what? up ramp of the triple is lit up like, you know, the sun. But can't see the down ramp. <laughs> yeah, but That's you can't right. see the down ramp. Yeah. Or the turn before it it's has black. a has a it's black and it's got three ruts in it. You can't even see them. Yeah, because the berm's blocking the light or something like that. Yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah. as far as light goes, I actually found it quite even because the lights where they are on the edge of the dome point upwards and because it's a white dome, yeah. the light just reflects Flex. back yeah. down. It's not really like it's shadows and stuff. No, there's no I didn't have any shadows. I found it bright enough. Could it be lighter? Oh look, I suppose, but Nothing that I would no, be concerned no about. Yeah. Another question I had was talk about the layout and the floor size a bit more. So it's got six lanes, so up, back, up, back, up, back, and then you go across the back of the dome and return to the start. Um, 
all of the lanes are pretty simple and easy, really. There's a couple of jumps or one obstacle in each one. There's one big jump pretty much in the middle of the track, which is a step up. You don't have to jump it. You can sort of jump onto the front of the second ramp or jump onto the top of the step up or jump over the step up. So there's kind of three ways to do that big jump. Everything else, you know, someone, a kid on an 80 could do it without too much drama. So, yeah, and there is. There's, yeah, there was kids jumping on top there, on top of the step up mm. to, to do it. Yeah. I mentioned that it was throw your bike in second gear and off you go. People went, oh, that's a bit slow. You know, geez, mm. that must be a small track. I think people maybe underestimate how capable second gear is. It's, if you took a Supercross guy, you know, we talked about AMA Supercross before, and asked them what gear they were in for most of the track, they would tell you second gear, yeah. with the exception of the whoops, of mm. course. But those guys hit... 60, 70-foot triples in second gear. So for you guys going, oh, second gear, it's a bit of a slow track. Yeah, bear in mind that there's quite a lot of riding you do in second gear, so it's not that small. Um, I had people ask me about fumes. Now, look, on the day we were there, I I will admit it was a bit fumey. It did put me off a little bit, um, and I think they could probably do a little bit more with trying to circulate some air there. Like that's some feedback I would give to those guys. Um, but, you know, you've got to have a little... You're going to have some in... You're some, indoors. You're indoors. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. Remember the Sydney Superdome? Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. It was fuming. It was Supercross. Yeah. You're indoors. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, they have the, the CO2 monitors. And they're going around checking it. They've got the exhaust fans, everything. So it's not getting to a dangerous level or anything. Um, you could notice it when you're riding, obviously. You you could suck it in and your throat was getting dry and stuff, but... That's yeah. part of riding indoors. That's it. I That's remember just like it. stadium crosses were like that that were outdoors. Like, yeah, remember just that. Part yeah. of racing bikes in a small area. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen. Bike noise. I would mention too. T- takes a bit of getting used to. Like you well, and I both made a comment on it after the first ride. You'll be going around a corner, you know, just second gear, just brrr, going into a jump, and then you'll hear some old mate on a two stroke go to hit that big step up in the middle, and the big two stroke noise up over the big jump in the middle, and it sort of throws you a bit. You get a bit like, oh, all these noises, and it bounces around and echoes around the dome. So, bike And there was no- only four of us in that first in, in our first one, because we got there early. There was only four of us, and that that, that was it. I was like, oh, is someone going to jump on me, or, or you know, like, was, was someone behind me? But it wasn't. You look over, and oh, there he is over there, you know? Yeah, like, I ducked a few times even. I thought, heard this, up, and I'm like, oh, and I would <laughs> duck as if, like, I'm getting swooped by a magpie or something. Yeah. But old mate's across the other side of the dome, so... That takes a little bit of getting used to. So if you are going down, just, you know, be aware of that. Any, you know, hindsight's a great thing, Jed. Anything that, you know, you would, in you know, say to those guys, oh, look, what could you improve or? No, I had all the same questions um, about obviously pricing and stuff as well. It's all on their website. It's $18 a session if you want to pay for it um, and, and not buy a package. Like you can buy a package at a discounted rate. You can use it for your whole family, everything. Um, and you will use them all. You will you will go back. Like we're already talking about going back and having another ride. Um, I had the lighting question. It's 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 a stadium cross style track. It's not a supercross track. It's not a motocross track. It's a fun stadium cross track for all levels. Uh, you can get on there and watch the videos to see the track layout. Yes, they are as you'll hear in our um, podcast that we've done for them. Uh, you. They are going to change the track at certain intervals with with events. They're not going to change it every week. That's just too too much. Um, and they will change it throughout throughout the year at certain intervals when they hold you know different events like they're talking about having the the bulls there, the bull riding. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go back. Yeah, we were talking about it on the way up here today, and we were thinking, oh, geez, what days have we got off on our roster? And yeah. you know, is it going to be the Friday or the Saturday, or which one are we going? So yeah, yeah. we're definitely looking forward to going again. And yeah. it's good I'm, for headlight riders. We'll get Greeny down there too. I, mean, I haven't been, but I'm actually keen to see it and and ride it. And I mean, people have got to expect it's in the middle of Sydney, and it's you can ride at night. That's it. Like. No, you can't do that anywhere else in Australia, really. There's no real practice tracks that have lighting. No. Like, there's no... It, it's cool. You can ride when it's raining. Like, yep. I haven't been able to ride all week. It's raining. But if I was an hour from Sydney, I probably would have gone there and motoed. Like, yeah, you know, so people have got to understand that you can ride after work. That's a big win. How many tradies that are, like, semi-racer, wannabe, club champ, whatever, you know, even privateer national guys, work. They can go and do an hour of motos at night. Yep, take their bike to work, go yep. straight from work, straight to have a ride. Smash, Don't worry about the do, gym. Let's do, go ride. Do their do their sessions, do their you know four sessions or whatever they're going to do, and go home. They've had a they've had a good time. They've ridden bikes. I, I, it's all positives from where I'm looking. So I think it's a good thing. I actually looked at looking into doing something indoor up here at one at one stage, and it was just not viable with the building that I was looking at. But I just think it's a good thing. Like, it is, yeah. It's all weather. You can do it at night. Yeah. It's an epic spot. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Head cool. down and check it out. I think it's worth the trip. You'll have a lot of fun. Enjoy your sessions. And um, I'm sure you'll be roped into going back just like we are, Jed. If you have a question or something you would like to talk about, send us an email or message us on Facebook and Instagram. Product review or tech tip, not 100% sure where this one would fall in, but I know I'm talking to a bunch of Yamaha guys across from me here, but hopefully I've got some KDM and Husky listeners going on here. Guys, you can get a plastic throttle tube to replace your ODI genuine lock-on that comes on the bike. A lot of people, I don't think, realise that. I like ODI grips, and they are good, convenient, throw them on, lock them on, and away you go. But I'm one of these rusted-on, rental, half-waffle soft grip guys, like... It's just what I've had forever. I don't want to change. I'm happy with that. So can we just leave it at that sort of thing? There's a bunch of aluminium throttle tubes that you can buy that are hundreds of dollars and have all this fancy rubbish on them, but they're heavy or they gum up full of rubbish. And I've personally just never been a fan of them. So anyway, genuine part, ODI, I'm pretty sure actually make the plastic tube. It's $38.50. You can pick it up from your local KDM or Husqvarna dealer. Doesn't come with any grip, so you'll have to buy whatever you want following that. It comes with the throttle cams that clip on to the end. So on your Jap bikes, you already have the throttle cam on it, which has your throttle uh, cable, you know, attachment. On the KDMs, they just have like a clip-on piece. So you can have the two-stroke cam for your two-strokes. And then for the four-strokes, so the 250, 350, 450, um, they have two styles of cam. One has a short pull, one has a long pull. The 250 has the short one, 350, 450 had the long one. I prefer the, the short one on the 350 though, so $38.50 from your local KDM or Husky dealer. Replacement tube, check it out. It does make it a little bit cheaper rather than paying 50-something bucks for a set of ODIs every time, but up to you guys. Just an idea. Check it out. Check it out.